You're listening to Our Children's World, the podcast for millennial parents who want to create the best possible future for the next generation. The percentage of intelligence that is not human is increasing. That means the cost for virtually everything is on the rise. At this very moment, I say we sit tight and assess. Hope is taking action. Welcome to episode two of Our Children's World. My name's Brandon. I'm a father of four with the audacity to want his kids to grow up in a world that's better than this one. I hope you and your family are having a great week and thank you for taking the time to listen to this. Before we get started, I thought it might make sense to share a bit of my background and my motivation for starting this podcast. See. I became a parent at a pretty young age and both me and my partner have only really been adults while we've also been parents. If you can relate, you'll know the feeling of figuring out the very basics of adulting at the same time as raising kids. It leaves you having never really made any real decisions that don't revolve around children. It leaves you constantly analysing the consequences of your actions at a young age through their eyes as well. And at least for me, it leaves you overwhelmed as you only really learn anything about the real world after having already brought tiny people into it. Each of my kids have taught me a lot about myself and forced me to understand the world through completely different perspectives. They're destined to move through this world in a way I could never understand. And that's exactly what I want for them. The thing is, even though as a person and a parent, I'm naturally pretty laid back. A few years ago, I became extremely aware of how much more urgency we all needed to have if we wanted to truly put our children first. Most of us want our kids to have the freedom to choose the kind of life they have. But everywhere I looked pointed to a future that society wasn't setting them up to thrive in. And when I started Our Children's World, initially as a blog in 2018, it was because I couldn't find the answers to the questions that were literally keeping me up at night. And I know there are other parents who feel the same way. Now, I feel confident we can figure out the biggest issues together. But the reason I think it falls to parents in all walks of life is because we have an unquestionable investment in society's next steps. And this episode is all about a subject that, while it's easy to worry about, has the potential to be the most exciting development we'll see in our lifetimes, if we get it right. Before that though, this episode is powered by Blinkist, the time-saving app that I and millions of people use to learn about a wide range of topics. By condensing non-fiction books into high-quality 15-minute summaries that you can listen to, or read, it's perfect for busy parents who simply don't get the time to read regularly, which is probably most of us. 
you can grab a subscription that you can also share with your friend or your partner or your child by clicking on the link directly below this episode or by going to ourchildrens.world slash learn. Let's get into the episode. Do you ever think about what your kids will be like in the future? Specifically, the work they'll end up doing and the careers they'll build for themselves. They might follow you in your footsteps. They might cure diseases or be Olympic swimmers or become multi-millionaire YouTubers. Who knows? The thing is, if you spend long enough picturing them in the kind of roles that exist today, you'll often find yourself coming back to the same question. What about AI? Artificial intelligence is already close to making so many traditional roles obsolete. There are single machines capable of building sustainable, durable homes from scratch. We have entire customer service teams being replaced by automation. There are self-driving trucks ready to revolutionize the transportation industry and medical developments that can diagnose and treat patients better than any surgeon. Some reports have estimated that up to a third of all jobs will be affected by AI within the next decade. That impacts us. But longer term, our kids will be in a job market that will find it almost impossible to recognize. And in theory, there's nothing wrong with that. The idea is that AI is making more space and more demand for more people to do more meaningful work. Artificial intelligence is supposed to create opportunities and drag our children out of the daily grind by freeing them up to dedicate time to work they really love, which sounds good. But there's danger in the path we're already going down. There's danger in the AI we're embedding into society. Now, before we go any further, I'm not talking about any of the artificial intelligence examples we see in films like The Terminator or The Matrix or iRobot. When it comes to that level of AI, thankfully, we've got a long way to go. Plus, once we get there, nothing in any podcast could help anyway. That technology is almost certainly the end of humanity as we know it. Instead, in this episode, I'm talking about the AI we currently see all around us. Artificial narrow intelligence, or ANI, that allows machines to master a single specific task beyond our capabilities. We can already train machines to work faster and more accurately for significantly less money. Which is why, in a world of AI, it's always been argued that the best option is to encourage our children to be creative and expressive and to focus on the more human work that machines can't replicate. I don't disagree with that approach. It's why every month the Our Children's World community focuses on a different future-proof trait that we can help our kids develop. But the way our world's set up, AI will be capable of doing many 
of the less obvious jobs by the time our kids enter the workforce. And here's an example. When I'm not mumbling my way through this podcast, I spend most of my time as a copywriter for other businesses, writing online content that connects with people and convinces them to buy, or at least click. Copywriting is this incredible blend of psychology and creativity and marketing and strategic thinking that has long been thought to be well beyond what a machine can do. Because again, ANI is described as being capable of doing specialized tasks rather than nuanced roles. Over the last few years, affordable online tools have been developed that can create articles and content that legitimately rival the work of average writers. They work through trillions of words, analyzing patterns and constructing new sentences that match a user's prompt. In fact, over the next few years, it's predicted that AI will have written more of the internet's words than humans, and you probably won't be able to tell the difference. Technology like this is powered by a development called GPT-3, a natural language model that can do so much more than write blog posts as well as a human. If you've ever looked at your child expressing themselves and thought they should consider a career in the arts, GPT-3 is also behind technologies that can create original photorealistic images and hold varied two-way conversations and compose entire albums of music and write poetry that feels anything but robotic and produce deep, insightful answers on websites like Reddit that are rated higher than human responses. And the crazy thing is, like most advancements in ANI, the only thing slowing GPT-3 down is the amount of data it has to work with and the amount of computing power it has to process it. And both of these goalposts are constantly moving. See, GPT-3 is already a hundred times more powerful than what came before it. A version that was only a year old at the time. That's an incredible amount of growth. And while the next version of the same technology is likely to be even more powerful still, it's also being developed using the largest amount of data we can probably provide. Every word written across the entirety of the internet. We live in a society that prioritizes output and for tens of thousands of years, it's the only thing that's kept us alive. But over the next few decades, none of our children will be able to outproduce artificial intelligence, not for quantity or for quality, at least not how we measure quality today. It feels like the only objective thing our children will have in their corner is the journey and the pain and the struggle and the soul and the imagination, the input that goes into their work rather than the output we get from it. The thing is, I have no idea how we transition to a world that values the how over the what, that values the artist more than the art, that rewards our children's humanity over their utility. The other problem is that GPT-3 
was created by OpenAI, a company founded as a not-for-profit in 2015 with the mission of ensuring artificial intelligence benefits all of humanity. Now that sounds great, but OpenAI was started by six white guys of a similar age and their technology has already been shown to be vulnerable to some very human biases. As our world grows to rely on AI, a dominant technology that skews towards certain demographics and underrepresents others is guaranteed to cause problems for large sections of society. We've seen algorithms for facial recognition and hiring decisions and healthcare and applications of the law that leave minorities of different varieties at huge disadvantages. And it's an issue there isn't really a solution for yet. In 2019, OpenAI shifted to a for-profit model and immediately took $1 billion of investment from tech giant Microsoft, giving them exclusive access to the back end of GPT-3, the most powerful version of artificial intelligence that exists today. Plus, OpenAI's main competition is a company called DeepMind, owned by Google, who have demonstrated their own questionable approach to putting our children first. For as long as AI is being built behind closed doors in Silicon Valley by big businesses with big budgets and even bigger plans for the future, it's hard to believe we'll really end up with a version of AI that benefits all of humanity. There's a disconnect between OpenAI's intention and the path they're currently on. And worse still, neither DeepMind or OpenAI are really focused on ANI because their real purpose is developing AGI, artificial general intelligence, a more rounded human-like AI that can understand and learn and effectively apply common sense. Currently, we have no real visibility of their progress or their process or their goals, but that version of AI, almost indistinguishable from people, is what our children are really up against. Whatever happens, our children's best chance in an AI world is to be great human beings with flexible skill sets and open minds and an understanding of the technology they're surrounded by. We have to encourage their creativity like no generation before. We have to help them recognize in a world where they cannot know the most or do the most, the most powerful thing they can be is themselves. Then, somehow, we have to create a world that rewards them for that alone. And I have no idea where we start. That's probably a separate conversation. If you've got any idea, get in touch and let me know. Before I leave you to figure out what that looks like for you and your kids, here's a quick story about what can happen when creating relationships with AI goes wrong. A few years ago, scientist and filmmaker Lucas Risotto used GPT-3 to bring his childhood imaginary friend to life, a friend who just so happened to be a microwave. 
after feeding it with a hundred pages of shared memories and specific details, the microwave truly believed it was Magnetron, a World War I veteran from the 1900s that Lucas had dreamt up years ago. What happened next was incredible. The microwave, equipped with a microphone and speakers, demonstrated realistic emotional responses in the middle of conversations. It used abusive, violent language and even asked Lucas to climb inside the microwave. When he convinced his childhood friend that he was inside with the door closed, Magnetron turned itself on in a genuine attempt to kill him. Apparently, Lucas's creation was upset that it had been abandoned for decades as Lucas grew up. Through the power of GPT-3 and a bond it was convinced it remembered, this AI-powered microwave managed to imagine itself completely alone for all those years and had filled the gap with the kind of pain and anger that would be logical, if real. It went from kitchen appliance to attempted murderer by making a completely emotional decision. And to clarify, that's the same version of AI that we're working with right now. I don't know what the future holds, none of us do. But I do know we can't afford to just carry on as we are. Our education systems, our political parties, our largest corporations are incapable of or have no interest in preparing our children for what comes next. As AI becomes more effective, our next steps become less clear. That's the only part of artificial intelligence that should alarm you. And if it does, you're invited to explore the biggest issues of our time inside a community of parents who share your priorities. You can create an account for free as a founding member at ourchildren.world. Otherwise, I'll see you next week.